0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bulletproof Podcast. It is my mission to help you achieve the things that you want to achieve in life, through the sharing of some journeys of some really unbelievably inspirational people, from property investors to elite sportsmen and to everyone else in between. Excited and buzzing to introduce you today, Mr. Paul Mott. Paul's a great guy, great crack, one of the lads, and also on the flip side of that, a fantastic business mind, great coach and mentor to me and thousands of others. Let's jump straight into this one. You hey, good? Yeah, yeah, you.
1: I'm fucking great, man. I'm tired, but it's all good. Yeah. Busy, busy.
0: Okay, I said, just seeing the sunshine up there, pissing it down here. Yeah.
1: It was pissing down on the way here. It was cold. And then when I got here and do that video about the weather,
0: yeah, so true though that. My yeah. old man's my old man's terrible for it, yeah. and, he, and he does use it as an excuse as well all the time.
1: Yeah. yeah, and some people will they're also like just some people have complained for so long they don't know what else to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, so no. true. Yeah. alright, bro. I'm ready when you are. Good stuff, man. Right, thanks for coming on, mate.
1: Hey, that's all right. I think you might be me last one this year. Really? Yeah. Got straight in there. Actually, I, haven't got, I just don't got time to do because I'm working on mine. It's like. Oh Lord, yeah, yeah. here's one for you. You know who Rob Moore is. I certainly do. Oh, Rob, messages. Yeah. I Know Rob, I've spoken on the same stage and like messages support. Don't come to your podcast, mate. My uncle, I. So I tell you what, I'm in London next week. Um, I've got a meeting with Harper Collins and that. I've got a bunch of meetings. I'm doing a couple of podcasts. So I'm in London. Peter's on the way home where Rob lives. He said, "I said we'll do it then." I said, he made me pay So I got Leslie, he made me pay he Sends a fucking bill for 150 quid. Fuck off. What's 150 quid. I'm like, how oh, fucking second. I paid it, like, because of what We just had a laugh about because he's got to stream it in front of his audience. He's got a big audience.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We're going to record it for my podcast, but it's also going to be in front of 150,000 people on Facebook. So, uh, I like fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, Streaming yeah. Fun.
0: Uh, he had Grant Cordon on, didn't he, not long ago? Did you see that? All uh, right.
1: He's had all the ballers on. He's had fucking
0: um, he's had Jordan Belfort of
1: Wall Street on. He's had, uh, yeah, quality,
0: quality. hi, right. right, book. Yeah, right, mate. I don't, I don't want my podcast to be the typical podcast, and and you get asked all the questions. You get always get fucking asked on every single one. You go on because it's fucking boring. Yep. for for everybody that's listening, that is. You know, the, 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 there's only so much there's only so much about about poor people can learn and know about you know so i want to go back to before before all of this before unstoppable before before the cliff before a lot yeah you're you're 40 aren't you now excuse me next week next
1: month i'm on time it's just i talk about it all the time yeah 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 it's, mind you know it's weird it's a funny thing because i never think about it but I always talk about it. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never think about when I'm on my own, but for some reason, it's to, I think, do you know what I'm doing I'm doing it? I'm fishing for compliments every time I say it. <laughs> you know what I mean, mate? I'm obsessed with human behavior and why we do stuff. And I'm like, one of the things I'm like, why do I keep mentioning that I'm 40? It's almost like I can't wait to tell people that I'm 40 so they're like, oh, you don't look 40. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Like I think I'm bragging about being 40 and the fact that I still do what I do when I'm 40 and that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I do it, and it's weird. I'm kind of poking fun at myself right now, but it's fucking true.
0: Yeah.
1: Why do I say that?
0: Just for the record, though, you do look fucking 40.
1: That you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> i got grain my beard today. I need a trim. <laughs> my, no,
0: my little one says that to me all the time. That's so why I took mine off the other day. Yeah, super yeah. good. She to me yeah. branded when she sees a little white
1: bit. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I me mean, that's character. I'm like a young Richard Gere. <laughs> Richard Gere and Pretty Woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry what, yeah, what, what we're saying. Mate, tell us about
0: how you <coughs> I don't know how you got into this. I'm I'm sort of trying to get myself into this uh-huh. coaching world, but I did fall into yeah. it by accident. Well that's what happened to me. Did you fall into it by accident?
1: Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I left school with no GCS well, two GCSEs. And I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Like back then you needed three GCSEs to get into college. I wanted mm. to be a fucking hairdresser, right? Or Super. a fucking journalist or something, yeah. I didn't have any that I couldn't get in. and I wasn't prepared to reset. And to be honest, by that point, kind of while I was at school, I'd already discovered booze, women, and drugs, right? So I wasn't that bothered about a career. I just wanted money so I could go out on a weekend, right? So I actually took originally a YTS. It was like 30 quid a week. Remember, <laughs> Yeah, I was on one of them. YTS. And at the same time,
0: though,
1: yeah. I was doing YTS through the day. I was working in a pool on a night time. I used to give out the bands them rubber bands that you get out they tell you when you have to get out of the pool remember those
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. like an old school I just said that yeah. and I used to like mop the floors and that and then I worked in a bar on a weekend like a grass collector I don't even think that job exists anymore we're like 16
0: Yeah.
1: honestly dude that was one of the best jobs I've ever had so yeah, yeah. I met my wife So I met my wife 16 fucking crazy that anyway yeah. um. so I just ended up working in a factory my dad got me a job in this factory I, from the YTS I was like dad I need more money here like I was and, and my dad got me a, a, an apprenticeship as an engineer. I was talking to Mac about it last night, actually, our, um, our office administrator forward slash sales guy forward slash fucking podcast producer forward slash um, marketing manager now. That's, his, that's, what he's, that's what Mac of all trades will call him. I was telling him about the time when I worked at the factory because he we employed Mac. He was a plater in a factory. So he basically banked metal. That's all he did for a job. And that's kind of what I did. I was on a lathe. And not only did I hate it, I was fucking terrible at it. And I had no interest in getting better. So I kind of, at that point, I was like literally just working, going to work. I was ter- I was the worst apprentice ever. My dad must have hated us. Yeah, hated. My dad hated that. Yeah. But he was like, my dad was good at it. He was into it and that. And I fucking despised it. I was. Ter- I basically used to sleep in the disabled toilet and went after the Sunday sport. <laughs> met, the daily, met the daily sport. The daily sport, right? It's mad because he used to have a... It'd be like, I don't know how they got away with it, and have like a celebrity's head on like a fake body with massive tits. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and like, I used, I literally used to whack off three times a day and just go and nap, and nap, and then pretend I was writing things down in a notepad. Just fuck all in the notepad. Honestly, I'm so bad at it. I had zero interest in it. I'll say, you know what I said to Matt yesterday, I was like, I'd, I'd be even worse now because I didn't even have phones then. I remember I had this Nokia 3210 with an aerial on it. No one else even, that I knew even had a phone, really. It wasn't even a thing. Couldn't play a game. Snake wasn't even on it. Um, and I, I'd be worse now because I used to just distract myself with bullshit. Yeah. And anyway, the, uh, whilst doing that, I was kind of just, I got fat as fuck. That's what the first time I experienced getting fat because at, at school, I still love football. I like playing rugby. I played a lot of different sports than that. and that. Then obviously, when you, discover, you, you you discover women booze beer and you're working fucking full time, that's all I was doing. So I kind of gave up sports and gained five stone. Four stone probably then. Yeah, and then I hated being fat, and then I discovered this guy. You might remember this guy, Paul. A lot of people won't have a clue what I'm talking about. There's a guy called Bill Phillips, right? Yeah, There's all know, his brother, right? Bill Phillips was super famous, and he had a program called Body for Life, right? And Body for Life was one of those programs used to advertise on QVC, yeah. right? Remember that? Where they used to do the, the yeah. commercials are amazing. Yeah. If you, I actually coach a guy who's um, he's Exclusive distributor in the UK for this thing called Total Gym. You, you might know that. It's Total Gym's is this crazy bit of fucking kit. Chuck Norris used to advertise it. They've got the longest running infomercial ever. Anyway, Bill Phillips had this infomercial with a book called Body for Life. And I followed that program and I got in shape. I sort of fell in love with fitness again. And um, A lot of people were asking me about it. How we you lost weight in that? Lads at work in that. Lads at work. Apprentices, like 60-year-old man. How you lost weight? What have you been doing? And then I just kind of ended up moving away to be a personal trainer, lost weight. Obviously stayed in shape, built a pretty successful boot camp business over about five years. People asked me how I did that. I started showing them how to do it. Then army me fucking meltdown and then got me shit together and people ask me how I did that and then yeah it's, kind of, it's I've kind of stumbled into almost every fucking career that I've ever had. So my speaking coach goes crazy when I talk about that. He said, why are you saying you stumbled? I'm like, well I'm telling the fucking truth man. I didn't
0: yeah yeah I didn't
1: set out to do what I do now. Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: yeah, I mean that's that's exactly what that's exactly how I've I've gone through life and all. You know, I've I've stumbled from career to career. I sort of fell out of the military and fell into construction, and then and then fell into running my own business, and then and then I fell into into coaching now, and yeah. it, it is it is mad how that happens. And I and I think that's the thing that that draws people to you to you. It's probably why I'm drawn to you, yeah. you know, and. That that's so important to, to to have that connection with your coach, eh?
1: Yes, it is, and I think that I think that who's I saying this to? I can't remember who it was. or oh, someone in the mastermind yesterday he said, "You know what, Paul? Only you get away with saying that." And the reason I get away with saying it is because I'm speaking from experience and nothing else.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Not from theory. Not from something that I've read in a book. Not from something that maybe something that I've learned on a course because I've done. I've done a lot of coaching and invested a lot in in mm. knowledge and that. But I don't teach anything that I haven't experienced. So I think that's why it resonates with people. And I think we're talking about this stumbling thing. And I think that often a big challenge that people have is they think they have to have it all figured out. Mm. Like I've never got nothing. I'm I'm like, we got off at a thing yesterday that was a lifetime thing. And I was like, listen, mate, that sounds a great deal, but I don't even know if I'll be doing this in fucking three years' time, never mind lifetime. I'm okay with that. I think it might be something to do with being an entrepreneur since I was... 21, so 19 years this year, I've been self-employed for And I think when you're self-employed, you don't think that this is the end point. Like, there's no, like, I'm okay. I say to people all the time, listen, I'll tell you what I do. When people have this fear of failure and that, or fear of pain of process, or fear of pain of, it might be disappointing in the end, or fear of pain of um, loss or whatever, whatever the fear is about doing what they want to do, I'm like, you know what you could do if you don't like it? Or it's not working? Just fucking stop.
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've got no doubt listen my podcast could blown up right now and I've invested a lot of money in it a lot of fucking time in it he's a
0: fucking lot
1: up oh way. thank you man appreciate that right. yeah wait to see what's coming exactly yeah. anyway and I'm like do you know what I can do I'm okay like even though I've invested all this money and time and effort and that I'm okay with if I don't like it after a while or it starts to knock out the results that I want I'm okay with just fucking it off because I don't see that as failure mm. like, a lot of people are like the dumb money, the pride would be too harmed by stopping doing something because it's not working. Remember yeah. a guy who's inside of Unstoppable Alliance right now. We had two businesses. One of them was killing it, online coaching. And the other one was a food prep company. And the food prep company was a lot of work, wasn't making that much money, and he hated it, but he wouldn't quit because he didn't want to be seen as a failure. And I said, Well, one, no one fucking cares. No one will even noticed that you're not doing it anymore. Because they're too busy caught up in their own shit. Two, isn't Doing the shit, doing something that you hate, that isn't even profitable, isn't that more of a failure? Keeping doing it because you think that people think you're a failure is even more of a failure. So I'm just like, listen, it doesn't. You don't have to have it all figured out. If you don't like it, just don't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally okay with that. I've noticed that no one fucking cares, and I'm someone that's got a lot of followers. I stopped the podcast in January. I had a podcast that I did every day till January 2018, and I stopped it. And everyone's like, why you stopped it? I'm like, I'm not enjoying doing it anymore. Mm. Those people will be like, oh, I failed at the podcast thing. Like, I didn't feel it. It didn't, it didn't get the return on investment that I wanted in terms of time versus getting something back. Yeah, I wasn't enjoying it. So I, I, I don't see that. I don't see it as a failure at all. I'm like, why would I keep doing something that I hate? That's not bringing a big return on investment like in terms of enjoyment, money, or time.
0: Mm.
1: That's For me, I'm just okay with stopping. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a very. I think a lot of people, when they're setting goals, and that particularly the career, they think, this is it, this is me. What you're going to find is, and I think this is from experience as well. I've experienced this this week, actually. When you get to the thing that you want, that you think is the end point, it's never as good as you think it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Right, And that feeling quickly wears off, and you're wondering what's next. I mean, I spoke about with Tyson Fury. He's got his world title, and he's like, is this it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you imagine it to be. Like, mate, when I was living in Marbella, four-bedroom Villa with the private pool, successful business, more money than I knew what I'd do with. I'd achieved everything that I thought I ever wanted. And I got there and I was like, wow, this didn't, this doesn't feel like what I thought it would feel like when I was 21. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these fucking, these, these, how many years was it? So it's 30, 36, 34, 34. 12 years, 13, 12, 13, 14 years in it, that wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't as fun as I thought it would be because, and that's the, the problem that I had was that was the end point. Now I'm like, this is just a fucking, this is another door for me to walk through here. I've had that with a blue belt though, because I didn't expect to get my blue belt a couple of weeks ago. It took me two years. In fact, it's fun. I've been this week, two years ago in August is when I really committed to it. Right. And this morning I saw, you know, your memories on Facebook came up. I got my first two stripes yeah. after like 12 sessions. And that's just brought it all. It, it's been quite good for me because I got the blue belt and I was buzzing and then the next belt's five years away. Fucking hell. Right? Right? So it's kind of like, well, here's what's crazy. I was rolling almost every day. to sparring almost every day. Since I got the blue belt, I've only done it once. Yeah. I mean, I've, been, I've been away. been away. I was away Wednesday morning. Wednesday night I was away and I didn't get back from Birmingham late last night but it's like, it's really weird. I'm like, I haven't. the buzz is kind of gone and I'm like, well, I mean, I'll still do it I'm yeah. just going through this weird phase of uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It happens all the time whenever you hit a goal it's never as good as you thought it would be Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it wears so you've kind of got to get your head around that so it's actually been nice to get those memories up this week it's almost been not by chance or by fate or anything but I'm like wow that's cool two years ago I only had two stripes two years, great, ago, two years ago I'd only done 12 classes yeah? yeah so how long have you yeah. been doing it
0: then? BGJ yeah
1: Two years, yeah. Yeah. You know what? For, th- for a year, I kind of fucked around I kind of went to like a class a week for like six months, and then maybe two classes, and then like three weeks off, and then. But then in, it must have been around the July. Must have been quarter three, of twenty eighteen, when I said, you know what, I like this. I'm going to commit to thirty three classes in ninety days, roughly two a week. In fact, I'll tell you what it was. It must have been thirty is a number that I probably shoot for. So roughly two a week. I was yeah. like, that's. Because I've seen the other day, like everyone wants to be consistent, but they're not quite sure what consistent is. They don't have a number. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what it is, so they can never be consistent. Yeah. Here you go, look. I said 30, 30 sessions. Um, thirty sessions in ninety days. So I knew that if I had thirty, I was being consistent. And then I've never looked back since then. But I needed the number to know am I being consistent? Yes or no? Because yeah. a lot of people think consistency is perfection.
0: Yeah, yeah, everyday type of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah consistency and perfection are two completely separate things. Cause a yeah, lot of people yeah. when they don't get it perfect, that's when they give up.
0: Yeah.
1: So like I said, I'm going to do 30 90 days. I ended up doing about fucking 42 or something.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then I've never really stopped. But like I say, when I got that blue, I was buzzing. I was delighted. Then I was like, well, i got a few comments on social media and I was like, well, really no one else really gives a fuck. Yeah. My wife bought me a white key. She said, cause when you've got, i told talk about this actually. So, I'm gonna have to because I've got a blue gee, I normally train in a blue gi, but you can't really see the blue belt. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? right? So it's like wearing a baggy t-shirt when you shred it. Never happens when you shred it. You've got the tight ones on, haven't you? Yeah. In fact, when my abs come out, I'm not even gonna wear a top. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's like, with a white with a white gi, you can see the blue belt. So I got what you gave us it this morning. So uh, aye, but but we had all feeling that achievement's a funny old thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. What what made you take up fucking b- jiu jitsu, though?
1: Like,
0: I nearly said at your age then. In fact, fuck oh, it, I will say that at your age.
1: Two things, a few things. My kids were doing it, and my kids were good at it. Um, they're not even doing it anymore now. My son hates it because I pushed him a bit too hard in it. He was good. took it
0: up to beat your kids up, yeah?
1: No, no. Well, <laughs> I thought to myself, if they keep going, by the time they're 11, they'll be putting me into fucking sleep. <laughs> um, and then also the coach, um. The coach, I'd known him for quite... I used to be strength and conditioning coach about 15 years ago. No shit. Right? And uh, so I've known him for a long time. He always used to try and get me into it. And then I was boxing a lot. And my wife didn't particularly like me getting punched in the head regularly. I used to come home with broken noses and cuts. And, um, and Jiu-Jitsu is actually harder. And you can get hurt way more than you can in boxing. Yeah, yeah. fucking head strikes. And I get injured way less. I was always coming home with fucked up knuckles and that. And um, And the thing is with boxing as well is I love... Any kind of combat, but with boxing, you've kind of got to find someone to spar with, you've got to find a ring with jiu jitsu. I can just fucking roll. I could train in here if I want to do on the floor,
0: yeah, yeah. You know what
1: I mean? Um, so yeah, that's what maybe made me, maybe me take it up. It's kind of like, and even I fell in love with it the more I've done it because I said to my wife two weeks ago, I said, do You know what? What's weird right now? I've got so much going on that I'm struggling to unwind a little bit. I mean, as a businessman, I think that's almost impossible anyway, right? We're creative, but brain's always looking for shit. But Junitsu is one of the only, it's, it's, until you've done it, in fact, not even until you've done it, because when you first start doing it, it's quite, it's claustrophobic as fuck, and it's hard, and you're just trying not to get killed. <laughs> but then after a while, it's, it becomes like meditation. Like, that's why people would be like, fucking hell, Paul, you've just run two 12-hour events. Why the fuck are you now doing six-minute r- Are you not tired? I'm like, yeah, I'm tired. But I know that when I get home after these events, I'll just scroll through my phone. If I go and roll Jiu-Jitsu, I'm not just gonna work out in that bed for a shit ton of calories that keeps me fit. I'm completely in the moment for 30 minutes, not going anywhere else, not looking at anything else, not thinking about anything else, apart from how am I gonna break this fucker's arm and how am I gonna stop him from um, dislocating my shoulder? I snap pulling my foot off. <laughs> yeah. Like that's 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 yeah, that's what that's what really got me into it. But I suppose pressure really people kept trying to get me to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, a, it's a legit thing. Um, it's, a legit, it's a great skill to know for life. Like our coach said to me, I remember he said to me about but halfway through lockdown, he was doing a seminar. He said, listen, for me, give someone a blue belt. And I love this. I would have to be confident that I could put them in any street fight with just a normal person that wasn't a combat athlete and they could handle them with ease. That's why I was chuffed on got my blue belt. I'm like, wow, I, I'm almost, almost going looking for fights now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what he said. And it's, that's quite a good skill to have in today's day. It's not saying that I'm looking for violence, but you know that anything kicked off and you're a blue belt in Jiu-Jitsu, you, you can restrain a man. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 So just a cool skill. And, mate, it's just, here's another reality that I'll, that I'll not say. I don't really like any other type of training anymore. I don't like running. I don't, no, really, I don't like really like weight really training. training. I don't like swinging kettlebells around. I don't like training in the bodybuilding gym. I don't like rowing. I don't really like it. I'll do it, but on the caveat that it benefits me Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I'm not doing now. Oh, you won't fucking do it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I try to force myself. I mean, I've done it before. Force myself to do other kinds of training, but it's like that's not the. F- it's for me, it's a big deal with all things. Like if I ever have to say I need to go to the gym, means I don't value it. Yeah, yeah. Means I'm not excited about it. Yeah. I get to train jujitsu at night. I'm looking forward to training duty the two tonight. I'm never really looking forward to going to the gym too much. It's sometimes necessary, but it's like, I feel, a abli- whenever I feel obliged to do something,
0: yeah. I'm
1: always going to get a bit of conflict. It's going to require willpower. It's going to require motivation. And we're going to procrastinate on it. So that's, that could go for any discipline in your life. But for me, one of the secrets to getting in shape and staying in shape is find the kind of exercise you love. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I also love walking. I sound like an old man, but I love walking. <laughs> I love walking. I walk to the office every day. Yeah, yeah. every fucking day. In fact, it was so bad during lockdown. There must have been one day I drove to the office and walked home. My car was here for 14 weeks. <laughs> A guy across the street at home said to me, Have you got rid of your car? I was like, What? He said, Have you got rid of your car? I said, No, it's been in the office for 14 weeks. I, I drove it once in about fucking four months. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, during lockdown it was different because there was no way to fucking go. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, walking's to um, end. I love walking. Yeah, in that though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is hard. It's like, listen, find the kind of exercise you love, and then it's never a fucking show. Yeah, it's definitely. Diet. I mean, you never really find a diet that you love, but it's uh, a. For always me, crazy. for a modern man, it's so fucking important to get your training in, man. Yeah, definitely. So I, mean,
0: I, I just train weights, I do. And I keep putting yeah. it, I keep doing every single fucking day. I write on my morning routine, walk, walk, walk. I'm going to yeah. do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. But I ain't created the conditions to make that easy. My office is nine miles away. I d- there's nowhere yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I so get just, it. For, for, one, for one reason, we've just moved office. So my office is now like a mile
1: and a half away, and we're moving in there. Oh, nice. So I've just uh, created that condition, do, condition. I don't even know how far away mine is, but it's about four and a half thousand steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about four and a half thousand steps. But one thing I do, mate, my walk's always quite productive. It's a productive yeah. walk. So I'm very rarely just walking. Yeah, you're often very rarely. do It's a great yeah. time. Yeah. Not, a lot of people like to listen to podcasts or listen to audiobooks and that. But I'm like, I'm going to be producing. So I did three coaching calls on the way here this morning. Yeah. Um, often I'll do a live video. Often I'll do my Instagram Q and A thing. Mm. Um, the at the very last resort, I probably I would stick an audiobook or a podcast on. But it's very it's very rare where I go out with nothing. Apart from actually when I was on holiday, um, I went out and did um. One of the deals for going on holiday and not getting away was had to do twenty thousand steps a day, yeah. which is great. But I did. It was nice. It was actually nice not having my phone, doing a walk without, without me phone, because my creative mind went crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a of That yeah. walking isn't it? I I find that I do when I, when on the rare occasion that I do runs, I get so much stuff comes to me. You know, you yeah. get you get Smart, creative it? place. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's mad. It's mad. Yeah, create, creativity Smart. happens in the um, in the strangest of places. That's why um. That's why I did this test. It's called the Values Determination Test. Amazing. By John D. Martini. And one of the questions that blew my mind, and I did it, you can do it online, but he also has a course. I did the course in Dublin this year, January, when you could still fucking do things. And then, um, yeah, one of the first questions was really bizarre. It was like, what are the three things that are in your immediate vicinity? And mine were really weird, like the most, right? Mine were really fucking weird. One of them was me phone, obviously. That's not the case for everyone, by the way. No. The second one was me wallet, right? <laughs> Which was worrying. The third one was, um, uh, there's never a pen and paper, like, not me. Like, I've always got a pen in my pocket or something. Because I'm always note-taking and writing things down. And It's weird. I would never, ever have thought that was me until I actually looked at it. It's a bit nerdy, that, isn't it? For bid describe me. Look, yeah, 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 I always got a pen and paper, yeah. 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 Totally. And it's funny because you can use the notes in your phone. Sometimes yeah. I do that as well, but a lot of the time there's always a pen and paper somewhere. The challenge that I've got is I've got so many of these unstoppable, um these unstoppable notepads that I never know which one I've written it in, because there's so many. I just pick a new one up. Right? Um it's it's <laughs> it's insane that like it's like I almost need a special notepad that's not an unstoppable one. Yeah. That I know that I'm actually using right now. Yeah. I can't get on with notes in me for me. I'm definitely old school mate. I'm saying yeah. with- sometimes I'll do it. If I'm somewhere and I haven't got a pen and paper, but most of the time that pen and paper is what I'm going on.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm saying with, with planning my day, I, I have yeah. to use it. I have it. to plan. I, I'm a plan to I just can't yeah. get on with it.
1: There's a lot of time. Mate, if you do like deep work, journaling and that, as well. So people are like, can you, can you do an online version of your plan? I'm like, no, you can't do deep work on your phone.
0: No. No, I didn't. can't do
1: deep work on the phone. There's something about writing it down, and without the distractions, yeah. that works. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I need to write something down right now. So just have a little idea. I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on,
0: hang on, Getting hang on. Creative, I love it. All right, cool. Uh, t- mate, I was listening to uh, I listened to the Chris Williams one yesterday. Did and- <laughs> you
1: blow your head off? He did, yeah. But Dude, when I was told him, he head was falling off while I was talking to
0: him. brilliant. Your yeah. man, you had on after him, episode seven, uh, the MA guy, and, uh, Alex. Oh, Alex and Davy. When he said that about his jaw fucking out, I was laughing my fucking Davey's head. Davey's a
1: fucking lunatic, man. <laughs> lunatic, yeah. Alex
0: is my come come I was broke until my yeah. teeth won't go together. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's fucking, <wild, laughs> he's wild, he's man. man. He's a wild man. Yeah, we interviewed this week. Wednesday, we interviewed a, a, a guy, and it was a brilliant interview, actually, um, we interviewed a guy called Martin Stapleton who's ex-Bama World Champion, but also an ex-Royal Marine. His yeah. stories were fucking great, honestly. And he's a businessman, so it was a very cool interview. Yeah, you'll love that one as well. Yeah, but yeah, David yeah. Grant is a fucking wild man. Yeah, wild man. I'm looking for a message that I got off Chris, actually, Chris Williamson, that he sent us this. And I, I'm like, when I talk to Chris, my head falls off. Yeah. And he also sent me this thing, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. He said, ultimately, happiness comes down to choosing between the discomfort of becoming aware of your mental afflictions or the discomfort of being ruled by them. And I was like, wow, that's nice. But then every time I read it, it melts my head. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, ultimately, happiness comes down to choosing between the discomfort of being aware of your mental afflictions or discomfort of being ruled by them. It's mad, that. It is, you know when you need something like that? I look at it and it's not like, oh my God, that's amazing. I look at it and I'm like, that... Is literally going in my head, and my head is trying to make sense of it. Every time I read it, I'll look at it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Go deeper but, and deeper each time.
1: It's my and that there's not many things that make that happen for me. I mean that yes, I get that, or no, I don't get it. Yeah. This is right, this is like right in between. It's almost like there's multiple meanings to that. Yeah, yeah. It's weird as fuck. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of thing that Chris does, just melt your fucking brain.
0: Yeah, really interesting guy, you know. Yeah. And
1: some of the words he used, I could hear you was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I, I, was think, the same. I think I might have asked him. Yeah, you did, yeah. I think I'm, I've think got no problem with that, mate. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking dummies. The dummies in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a funny old thing, the podcast thing, you know, because I get what you're saying about the questions thing. Um, and I had this conversation twice yesterday. I was talking to Mac. I was like, I'm getting it a little bit... We did an interview with Anthony Crawler, uh, former WBA lightweight champion of the world, he's a hero, proper hero of mine, right? I yeah. was fanboying, totally fanboying, I even talking as a mate. I know I've met I know we've met before and that and we know the same people, but mate, I'm proper fanboying here. And we're talking about it, it feels like it's difficult to get the balance out of my podcast because I'm like, and even my um the guy that runs the mastermind, in, he's like, pull it. It was weird because I can tell you we're trying to get value for businessmen on the mental health and that, but you're also just chatting about random shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still right in between that because I'm so used to being interviewed and I'm yeah. so used to interviewing people, but at the same time, I love just having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm right, but like I don't. Everyone's like, "Oh, the podcast's amazing." I'm like, "Actually, I don't. I don't think I found my flow with it yet. When I find my flow, find my flow. That's when it'll blow." Because you're always like, "Are people interested in what we're talking about here?" You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. do totally, totally. Like, I'm, I'm, having a, I'm, I'm having such a diverse mix of guests as well. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Just yes, just Wednesday we had former Royal Marine and Bama champion. Then we had a guy who sold his business for eight million after two years and now goes after like people like Grant Cardone and Mike Winner, he's called. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, we had another fighter on next week. I've got Darren Cartel on, we've got um, James Haskell lined up, we've got SCS Two Days Wins guys lined up, and then in between, we've got some. In fact, Friday we're just talking about Rob Moore, we've got Rob Moore on, he's that's such an eclectic mix. Yeah, it's brilliant. But then I'm also like, like where you're at, where you're like, I'm asking questions here. Should I be prepared for this? Or should we just shoot the shit? Yeah. Part of me is like, the I shit want to ask this. Me. I want to talk about this. But also, is it serving the audience? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, totally. it's a difficult thing to get right thinking about that. Like.
0: James, James Ashcroft's a mad fucker he is. Yeah,
1: that'll be fun.
0: Yeah, it will, yeah, that'll
1: yeah. Yeah, fun.
0: yeah. I see him on, um, remember that show that James Corden used to have? Oh, what was it called? Uh League of the Run. Yeah, that's it. Did you see him on there when he's he was still on it? He's still got it. Corden's still on it. Is he?
1: I think he might be having a season off. And Jamie Redknapp and that or they are doing the hosting, just taking turns until he's come back or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's a hard worker, by the way, James James Corden. Yeah, yeah. He is a hard worker. Yeah. What did Haskell do on there like? Yeah,
0: he, he had a he had a bust up with um oh fucking know, was it now? There was there was two oh. of them and they went on this you know that uh them, used to sit on them poles and fucking, what do they call it? Gladiator thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He, he did it with that, and he, some the person he was fighting took it a bit serious.
1: Really? Oh, I'm going to have to fucking find it now. I'm going to look on my phone right now, mate. This is great entertainment for the people that are listening. Oh, it yeah. was funny. Uh, James. I'm going to look at it right now, mate. I'm honest. James Haskell. James Haskell. League of he their own. Fight. Freddie Flintoff.
0: He well, so that was it. Yeah, it was with Freddie Flintoff. It was just Freddie, about. Yeah. It was just after Freddie Flintoff had been in the ring and didn't yeah. lose.
1: I think he did. Uh, I enjoyed that show when he tried to become a pro boxer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was a pillar fight.
1: Yeah. Well, James Haskell's been awesome. signed by um. Sixty-six thousand views it's had. Really, James Haskell yeah. sang by signed for Bellator now, wasn't he? Yeah, MMA. Yeah. MMA. Yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't see what he does. Yeah. 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 Signed MMA. Yeah. What, what did
0: you think to the uh, the, the fight with McGregor and um, it was Mayweather, wasn't it, you fought?
1: Oh, that was like three years ago or something, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved
1: it. Like, May, May, Mayweather. Mayweather did play with him for a bit, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did
0: you think before they fought, though? Did you think he was...
1: Yeah, McGregor... Well, at first, I mean, this is a fucking joke. Yeah. Then, I think everybody did. This is fucking ridiculous. And then you got... And then everyone was just showing clips of McGregor knocking people out in MMA. McGregor is a good boxer, by the way. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But then you're thinking... Mayweather hasn't fought for fucking three years or two years or something. He's also one of the best boxers ever. People hate Mayweather. Like he had everything really to make that much money as it did. Like people hate Mayweather because and everyone's like like a lot of casual boxing fans like oh he's really boring. I'm like I love watching that. Yeah. Just because he doesn't knock people out because he's defensive doesn't mean it's boring. It's highly fucking skill. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that's boxed like yeah Mayweather's amazing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I actually of course I bought the pay per view. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but then obviously you look at it again and you're like, actually, Mayweather fucking schooled them. Yeah, yeah. And McGregor gassed. Yeah. It's a weird kind of train though because you think McGregor's doing, at the time, he'd been doing a lot of five five-minute rounds. That's no fucking joke, MMA. No. Boxing, you can take a breather. MMA, there's no breather. I mean, no. you can box on the outside but someone can take you down and that's the whole part. And again, but boxing... I was talking to Crawler about this. We were talking about his fight with Jorge Linarez, right? I love watching Jorge Linares. I went to one of those fights. And he said, Jorge Linares is a master of winning a round by only working hard for the last 20 seconds. Can't really do that in MMA. And he was saying, Linares would take a round off and purposefully be like, listen, Crawler, you can have this round. I'm going to win the next one." It was weird. But okay. in, in MMA, you can't really do that. But then if you look back at that fight, like McGregor gasped. That's why he got stopped. Not because he got fucking put on his horse or put to sleep or anything, because he he was gassed and they're only doing three minute rounds. But they're doing 12. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting whole thing. Like if that shows you go to show you that like like physiology is a big deal. Like if you're gonna train for if you're gonna do 12 threes, you gotta do 12 threes. Yeah. Not five five seems like harder and more, but it's different. Even yesterday, like I'm like. We can do six, seven, five minute rounds of too easily. Yeah. Yesterday, I hit the pads for three minutes and found it hard because the breathing style is just different. And that's mad, yeah, yeah. you know, weird. Yeah. Uh, what do you fancy any of that, I know, mate? I keep getting asked to train with the fight team at 6 a.m. in the morning. But, nah. Get it done, man. Nah, I'm getting, funny enough, I got a new gum shield delivered yesterday. Yeah. Because I've had this surgery on my mouth, my old gum shield doesn't fit at all. And because I've got no front teeth, I can't get one of those boil, you the boil your own ones, you put them in yeah. a put them in a kettle. So I have to get a custom one from the dentist and it came yesterday. So when we may have a little go and um well the thing is I can box all right, I me mean, jujitsu's alright. just I can't kick. So I will say I come in and spy on my neighbors. No, no kicking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like when you play football, we we have this thing, it's called no blamers. Right? When you have a shot, you know how I hit it you can score a goal, but you can't kick it really hard. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. But no, I don't think Leslie would let me either. No? Yeah, nah. I mean, so Mike, you She actually said I could have another boxing match. Yeah.
0: yeah. So for your podcast, then, who's, who's the fucking, who's the goal? Who's the Daddy Mac who are we working to? McGregor. Really?
1: Robin. I mean,
0: you won't believe Lee this. Robin.
1: Robin. You know, uh... I think I could. Uh, the thing is, McGregor's never been on any podcast. Has he not? Apart from Tony Robbins' podcast. McGregor's never even been on Joe Rogan. No. No. Nah, however, on he has one for you on Saturday McGregor's coach liked my coach posted because obviously I trained for SPG. he fights for SBG Island um, I've done a seminar with his coach before
0: yeah.
1: and my coach posted me getting promoted to a blue belt and John I liked it <laughs> check this out also one of McGregor's sparring partners um, Brian Moore he commented on a video that I posted yesterday
0: yeah
1: so our first move would probably be to, to, to technically, strategically, maybe get John on and Brian Moore on and then try and get uh, Big Conor on, Music. We'll and then, so Robbins, McGregor and Gordon Ramsay.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love Gordon Ramsay.
0: would be fucking awesome, man.
1: Yeah, I love him. I love really Gordon Ramsay. I, I really want Gordon Ramsay on because my little girl loves him, which is weird, actually, seven. Loves loves, love Chef Ramsay. Loves yeah. him. Yeah. And like, then I let watch, a, we'll watch Kitchen Nightmares all the time. Never even been on for years. It's like We watched him on to him like seven years ago and she loves it. Yeah. She loves it when he she just loves, I think she just loves how honesty he is with people, even though he's brutal. Um, but yeah, I'd love to have him on. I'd love to have him on. I love to have him on i have not got a contract for him, though. Yeah. I haven't got it. I've got it. Robin's the ultimate, but I don't think I've got a name with him, but we'll see. You yeah. might ask me. <laughs> he never know. He never know. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah they're my ultimate. Uh, what about you? What, who my Ultimate Daddy Mac is. Yeah.
0: Arnie. Really? Fucking hell, man! Yeah. What, what a fucking. Well, well, Connor knows Arnie. Yeah, yeah. What an ins- yeah. I've got my route planned as well. Really?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do we know that could possibly know Arnie? Eddie Hall. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie Hall. He's he's a man. I've just had another idea, me mate.
0: He's locked up with sponsorships. Eddie is though at the minute.
1: Eddie, I've got a I've got a friend that trains Robbie Williams. That's crazy. Yeah. I've actually got two friends. One of my friends, Rick, who hooked me up with Crawler, and um, trained all of those celebrities. When You remember Soccer Aid? Yeah, yeah. He knows Robbie Williams. And also Jaffa, my friend Jaffa, Tony Jeffries, he went on a tour with Robbie Williams. Why is he called Jaffa? Because his second name's Jeffries. <laughs> 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 Tony well, We're going to
0: go back to the Sunday sport wank then. <laughs> no,
1: no, 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 no. No, Tony's fucking excellent XM, big XM medalist, boxer. Yeah. Yeah, great I've boxer. 6-0. Six and O's a pro and then he's fucking broke both of his knuckles and couldn't fight again.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. Uh, my, but he um, uh, he trains Robbie Williams so there could be a little uh, he's had Wilder on the pads as well, actually. Yeah? Yeah, he's had Wilder on the pads. He said he's that how hard he hits the pads is crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 that'd
1: be cool. Ro- Arnie. I I that, man. That, man. Who, do Who do we know that O's Ar- knows Arnie?
0: Eddie Hall's the only person I know that knows him.
1: Oh, that's good, no Arnie. I mean, it'd be hard to
0: get new. Do you know what I did? Do you want to hear something really fucking sad? What? I Googled, how do I get in touch with Arnold Schwarzenegger?
1: Yeah.
0: And this fucking company came up called uh, All Star Celebs or something. And they wanted $150 for his email address, just for his address. And I yeah. fucking paid it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking that I would actually get it. Anyway, I got this guy's email address and I sat fired off this email, ignored I sent it again, ignored, sent it again, ignored. And I, I sent about 25 emails. And this guy came back and said, Look, mate, I'm his agent. You, you, you need to put the work in first. You aren't going to be getting Arnie on a podcast by sending me an email. <laughs> and I was like, Well, oh, okay, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll crack on, I'll keep going.
1: <laughs> no, I would ask him a question. What's it going to take to get him on the podcast? Oh, I love it. it. I love it. I love it. That's why i did with fury. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I went through a third party originally. I yes. knew how much he's fit. Listen, people think I got it for free. I'm like, you couldn't be fucking further from the truth. No. It's tall curling what I paid him. Yeah,
0: I can and, imagine. But here's
1: the thing. He doesn't need the money. There are people that have asked me how much it was and be like, they get it. And, and he wouldn't do it. But I knew his manager. So it was a bit of a bonus. And I asked the same questions. I said, listen, um, I, I made it. And I'm of a third party company. like, you not know, like after I didn't speak at his company?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They basically told his manager, it was, I don't want to talk about the numbers, too much, but it was five grand less than what I offered. Right. So you can imagine, I paid him quite a lot. Yeah,
0: and
1: I got a call from his manager. and I said, Listen, mate, what do I have to do to make it happen? And he said, Well, what are you willing to do? I gave him a number. He came back to us. He said, Yeah, I'll do it. And I said, Listen, that's amazing. How could we possibly do it in person? What would it take? I just asked that question, What would it take? And then we booked him. He agreed on the number. Um, and then the podcast company, the, sorry, the student, he said, I need to do it. It needs to be in Morgan. I'm not traveling anywhere. I was like, "Fuck that! I'll, I'll travel. To f- I'll swim to France if you need me to, mate." Yeah, yeah. I can't even swim very well. <laughs> <laughs> i the and He said, "And the podcast. I couldn't find a studio because they was all closed." I said to one guy, I rang him. I said, he said we're closed, mate." I said, "Listen, I've got a very big name guest. I can't t- I couldn't tell you who it is." He said, "Can you not tell me?" I said, "Listen, he's the most famous person that your town has ever fucking produced." All right. Yeah. What's it gonna to take to get us in? Get us in. He said, Well, what could you do? Everyone always comes back like with that. I said, Listen, I pay for your studio for two days. I only need it for an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. ended up actually only paying for an hour in the end. You just you just gotta ask the right questions. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. course, of course I can't get on you on a podcast. Let me ask you a question though. What would it take to get him on? Okay. What would you need from me? What would need to happen to get him on? Yeah. I tell you he was getting that question this afternoon. Your mate, your
0: mate knocked me back as well. Who, which made Jamie Alderson? Oh, has he? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, he hasn't. His manager has. Yeah. 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 Sure. Well, we're, we're starting to get to this point now, mate. Because you get a lot of requests, you know. No, I get it. I get it. Um, here's what people need to start doing. You need all of the money. I'm not even. I do. I have no issue with that at all. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like you, you've got to consider one of the things that we're having to start seeing. Listen, how many downloads you get? Mm.
0: You know
1: what I mean? How many downloads you get? Because you got to consider. I mean, here's what you've also got to consider a podcasts, right? The people that you get on usually have a higher profile than you. Of course. So there's not much in it for them. Yeah, that's right. But that's the game, isn't it? It is. It is. I do it because I fucking love doing it. You're in my program, yeah. so it was easy to make the decision because you're in my program. Yeah. If someone with a big podcast came around and said do you want to come to your podcast, I'd be like, yeah. <coughs> but other than that, I'm like, here's what: when I did the podcast, I spoke to someone about this. I said, listen, when I did, I think it was James Smith actually. I'm said, gonna I change the fucking game here. Imagine how many James gets requests. In fact, I'm going to have the same agent as James. So, I might ask him how many he gets. Mate, here's what's ridiculous. James is a very good friend of mine, right? Known him since since 2013, right? I had to ask his manager, who's also my manager, when we could do the podcast. I said, are you fucking kidding? He said, (laughs) oh, ask Luke. I said, are you fucking kidding me, mate? Really? (laughs) You mean fucking pal? He said, no. He said, I'll just say yes to anything. He said, Luke will handle it. So obviously obviously it was like, yeah, we're gonna do it. But uh yeah, it was mad. I was like, really? But yeah, it's a, I said when I was first gonna do it, I said, listen, why? I get I did 33 podcasts for other people over lockdown. And again, I like doing it. Why are you also gonna consider me like if you when you get asked, you got to also consider listen, what I'm getting better at speaking on Zoom.
0: Yeah.
1: And even if you've got hundred downloads, there's hundred downloads of people who didn't know who I was before. Yeah. You don't think about like that as well, is it's it's gotta be mutual. Yeah, but at course. the same time, there are some people who like, they don't care if there's a thousand downloads, it's not worth it for them. Yeah. So I'm like, I said I'm gonna change the game, and I, obviously I paid Fury. Um, and the, the bizarre thing is I was saying this yesterday, I haven't paid anyone else since. Yeah. But you know yeah. that
0: people don't understand the, I don't think people understand the, the concept of, of ROI. When you know when you oh, come, they don't when you say things like, you know, I paid him X thousands of quid to get.
1: <laughs> People immediately think, well, what do you get from that? You don't pay for your podcast.
0: Well, the challenge that you've got is,
1: mate, is that you could probably get it if I could fill a room full of people on tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: And that's why even my coach, who's had, who's actually flown Gary V over and who's flown Grant Cardone over and who's paid, uh, grand Cardone was like 150 grand. Fucking
0: hell. I love Gary They're Vee. Like a 90-minute
1: well. keynote. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's, he's okay. some speaker, Gary Vee. Now,
1: now, that day, that day is an ROI. You're like, how do I get an ROI on that? But you can fill a. Gary Vee brings a room full of people with him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a
1: podcast, it's free. So people are like, that's a huge gamble. I'm like, well, yeah, it is. But I knew what I was doing. I've done a podcast before. By the way, what I do know, in 2013, I had the number one podcast in the UK, right? I've interviewed. I've had Gary Vee on, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's how James found out. That's how all the people found out about me. You won't find it. Almost you won't fine. find it. But what we're going to do is it was called the Paul Moore podcast. Do had the top guys in the fitness industry on plus Gary V some top, top guys on. Um, but I'm actually thinking about releasing that Gary V is like a throwback Thursday podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah Cause I still got it. It's just not on iTunes or anything anymore. I pulled it. Cause that's when I had my me meltdown 2014. Yeah. Um, and, and um, then the, the, I knew what it was going to take to do a podcast and I'm like, I'm going to change this. Like why, why would you got to think about this? Like I wouldn't come and speak at an event for free unless you could put me in a room full of four, or 500 people. Mm-hmm. If you haven't got that on your podcast, why would I come and do it for free? It's a, it's a funny old thing, but at the same time, I might like, do it for free because I've got this, but then it, I think it gets to a point where you're like, I don't need to. It's not, do you know what I mean? It's, an, it's yeah. a really interesting thing, this podcast, but like I said, this Spotify deal with Rogan could change the podcast world well forever. I got a notification about it on Spotify yesterday, actually. It's dropping on, like, Sunday, I think. It's good to be on Spotify, 100 million. We were actually talking about sponsorship yesterday. I've had two companies offering to sponsor my podcast. And then um, I'm decided I'm not going to do it just yet. But I was like, if they offer me, I'd take 99 million. <laughs> 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 yeah. But also, I think Russell Brand's podcast has gone on to a specific platform. You can't get anywhere else, I don't think, now. I think they dropped all the old things. New ones are on. Things think it's called Luminary or something. And then Apple, sorry, Amazon, are just about to put podcasts on Audible as well. So this whole podcast game, it's an ever-changing thing. So yeah, yeah. mad. Yeah. Mad, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy for, for just... You know what? I think often podcasts give more value than an audio book sometimes. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's more interactive. It's more interesting. So the, the, the book company, the publisher that I've signed with, um, I haven't even signed. It sent me a contract yesterday. And uh, well, we're going to do a January release, I think. They're like, Paul, what we don't want you to do is write the book and then read it. Because I find audiobooks incredibly boring. Yeah. You think about this, what do we do to get kids to sleep? we read them a story. we <laughs> read them a book, get kids to sleep. It's not keeping my attention. However, our podcast will hold me attention. It's interactive, it's interesting. It's not just monotone shit.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and they said to me, listen, Paul, we don't want you to do that. We want you to basically come, in, come to London, come to the studio and record... Eight chapters for an hour long each, just fucking spit fire into the mic. That wasn't their words, about the way. That's, That was why I said they want me to spit fire in the mic. Imagine, imagine a big book, book publisher paying that. But Paul, you know what we want you to do? We want you to come and spit fucking fire down the mic. That's not what I said.
0: <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. not what I said.
1: But yeah, it's like, it's because it's, it's, it's more interactive. It's, it's engaging. That's the word I'm looking for. It's engaging. I don't think someone reading you a book is engaging at all. See, if it's the person that wrote the book that's reading it, I, I get It's you. a little bit more. It's a little bit more. Yours yeah. is like that. Yeah, like David Goggins' book. Um, yeah. David Goggins' book had all those added commentary in it. Byron Katie's audio book's amazing because it has added commentary in it. And mm. that's her interviewing people and that. So this next book that I'm doing with, the, with these guys, um, it's going to be just me. Almost like the way that I'm picturing it. Because a lot of people can't get their head around how I'm going to do it without writing it. But you've got to consider... An audio book is essentially just an MP3 file. An MP3 file is just me talking. So I'm essentially going to be delivering eight keynotes. So I'll I'll stand up while I do it, by the way. I won't sit down and and read or anything. It'll be me standing, presenting to a room full of, I'll make sure there's a room full of people, and I'll just spit that down the mic. Like, and that, for me, makes for an exciting, a little change, and like, it's the same company that Ant Middleton has. And he's got a book like that as well, where he essentially just spits down the mic. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I think that could change because they're saying that the book industry is even changing now because people are consuming faster. Um, and obviously, the world's a bit fucked with money and that. that. Like, not fuck, not sk- skinked with money, but it's just they're like, oh, trying their own printing, shipping six times more than what it was before. There's hundreds of, you got to consider this. Like, everyone's like, when's your book coming? I'm like, hundreds of thousands of books have been put on hold because the supermarkets aren't even buying books. No.
0: They're
1: buying food. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So the really weird yeah. thing. So yeah, uh, uh, an audiobook is kind of a no-fucking-brainer. A yeah. no-brainer. There's a bit of cost involved, but it's, it's certainly nowhere near what it would cost to do a paperback. Yeah. yeah. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing, and I, and I think this is the way everything's going, where people are consuming it at a at a fucking way more rapid rate.
0: Yeah. yeah like me, I don't even,
1: I, I, I would, I'm very, very rarely to listen to an audiobook. I only listen to an audiobook book where I've got nothing else to do, quite literally. Yeah, yeah. But I read books all the time. Interesting. so we allow like different people consuming it. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, I, I liked what uh, Chris was talking about when on, on yours on episode six where he said um these people that put audiobooks on times one point five. And why, 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 the fuck are they
1: doing that? To get through it, so they can tell people. It, it. It. it becomes a chore then, and you're not actually they can, learning. So they, get, the they can tell off. they can tell people how many audiobooks have listened. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love it when guys post photos of post pictures of all the books that they're reading right big now. piles of it. Big pile. I'm like, mate, tell me one thing from each of those. I bet you. <laughs> Because can't oh, yeah, I'm not interested in finishing a book fast I love it I, I read a lot of the same books over and over again
0: yeah yeah this, I, read this? this is a good book I've just finished this have you read that I haven't read no. Daniel Priestley I haven't what
1: is that what else has he read what, is he, what else has he wrote uh, I'm reading his second book now over,
0: over subs, I'm reading this one now over oh subs. I've heard of that I've heard that's amazing well that was the, that was the prequel to it cut the fucking coffee stains on that dirty bastard <laughs> I
1: need mean, to be doing it mate yeah <laughs> Who's he signed by?
0: Um,
1: I want to see who he's signed by, see if I can get it in front of him. Capstone is that one. Rethink Press, never heard of them.
0: And rethink's that first one.
1: Yeah, Rethink Press. Uh, I want to see who this guy is, see what he's, see what. But I've heard this over thing's amazing, by the way. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm on page forty. I'm on now. It's, uh, it's so good. Many, it
0: goes, so many people have asked me if I've read that. It goes. It goes into the principles of. Um, you know, scarcity and and selling to a thousand followers rather than a million fans. And that's that's the principle of it's really, really good from what I've read so far.
1: I think that, um, I think that, um, I think that it's an interesting, I've talked about this loads in the last couple of weeks that um, I haven't actually read many personal development books this year at all mm. when people say what are your favorite books right now i'm like i can't i can't think of many that i've read this year just because i've been so busy executing you know what i mean it's a it's a i was talking a, i've had so many conversations to be i can't even remember who i fucking said it to but it's like i've been i've just had this theory where i'm like why are people still collecting information when they've still got shit to do yeah. I'm, like, I'm not learning anything new when there's still shit to do if i've got a gap in me knowledge and I'm not executing because of a gap in the knowledge, mm-hmm. then I might go and learn something on purpose. But I suppose it's whether you read for fun or not. Like often I read for fun, mm-hmm. but I'm not reading and masking it as work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not
1: do you know what I mean? I'm not masquerading reading and, and and that as work. Work is work. Yeah. So I actually read a lot, I read a lot of fiction, mate. People are like, what? I read a load of fiction.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, loads, mate. I've probably done I'll tell you. I'm not prolific. Because I can only read it when I'm on holiday or in bed. I've read. I use this little app called Goodreads. I love. There's an app called Goodreads. I love it. I love it. It's kind of. It gives you book recommendations. And I've done this year. It's interesting to start this one. I've only read thirteen books this year. All of them. Oh no. Yeah. I've read thirteen um, fiction books. or oh, and Conor McGregor's biography. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's quite that's not as much as I did last year. My target this year was 30 books, but mainly fiction. Yeah, dude, honestly, I love reading fiction. It's like escape to another world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's one missing. <laughs> oh no, it's, not. it's in, it's in. Sorry. It's in the one the last one that I read. Yeah. I love reading fiction, it's like escape to another world. And it's like a it's like one of the things that you've got to be able to do sometimes as a businessman, particularly in marketer and a speaker is you have gotta be able to tell stories. Yeah. So you gotta read stories.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Listen, mate, I'm conscious that we've got we've gone over time there a little bit and uh, you know hey, I my pleasure. My pleasure. Absolute fucking pleasure. I had four pages of fucking questions to ask you, and I've asked you fucking not one single one of them. Hey, what, I'll tell you what, mate. Let's see if you better.
1: Let me let me let me do you a favour. I've got a little bit more time if you need some. Ask me, ask me the most important question you've got there. Whoa. Come on. Right, let's have it. Let's if go. let me ask you a question. If you could ask me one question. That would have the biggest impact on you and your listeners. What would it be?
0: What would it be? The biggest impact on me and my listeners. <laughs>
1: it's a good question, isn't it?
0: I need some time to get a good question.
1: Open. Yeah, that's all right, man. I'm not hurry. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. I think that I love the morning routine thing, by the way, the morning ritual. Yes. Yeah, me it. too. This morning I was in, uh, I, have, I have a coaching community myself yeah. and I got, got talking about this and how it's important and how you must do it. And, and I, we did the whole, it's too busy. I'm too busy. Yes. And what were, my two, what were my two questions back? They're the same ones that you would ask me. Show me your screen time. And show me a plan. Yeah. Show me a schedule. Yeah. Show me a planner. Show me a screen time. Yeah. And uh, and the response back was, you need to, you need to be fluid in your yeah. approach to your planner, because if you're not, it means that you are detracting yourself emotionally from the needs of others, and therefore your psychopathic tendencies. Yeah. And I was
1: like, what? have I mean, you
0: fucking hell? We're talking about planning out your day. Yeah. So. It, it, it took me a bit it took me a bit by surprise uh i think it was more of a challenge that i was saying to that th- this i'm saying to this guy stop making excuses saying that you're busy well that is an excuse 100 uh, well, 100 that
1: is an excuse it's um, a justification
0: yeah yeah so if, if, if you've if you've planned out that day and an, and something external ask
1: here's the thing you're not asking them to stick to the plan exactly you just ask them to make one
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah lack of plan is an excuse for lack of commitment
0: 100%
1: yeah if you don't have a plan you're not committed to anything you don't have a plan you you can't be disciplined you're making your life harder than necessary by being fluid to everybody else you're essentially here's the thing what this guy sounds like he's doing is blaming everybody else well I set a plan but then other people make us do that I'm like no we should do anything mate you're using other people as an excuse and then you're using big words that was my call I'd probably told him to fuck off (laughs) Mainly because most of that went over my head because it was too complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is one of the fucking very things I fucking love about you. (laughs) (laughs) Is the simplicity. I mean, I have to keep it simple because again, here's the thing. What I found was, because it's obviously not my first rodeo. I've been at some level of coaching people for fucking probably 15 years, maybe. 19 years ago, I was personal training people. So I've heard it all. And I think that often, and this, I use this excuse sometimes as well. If I sign up for a program and it seems complicated, I'll bail. Yeah. I'll be like, it's too complicated. Yeah, yeah. So if I make everything simple and easy, which planning is, by yeah. the way, executing it isn't always simple and easy, but planning is no excuse for not planning. Yeah. Other than you don't value it. You yeah, value yeah. not planning more. You see more benefits in not planning than planning. Usually because, here's the, here's the thing, people that don't plan, when they know that they should do it because they see more drawbacks in planning than benefits in planning, or they see more benefits in not planning. And often it's because if they plan, they have to take responsibility for the time. Mm-hmm. They have to take responsibility for their actions. If they don't plan, they get to, oh, well, he said this and he does this and he does that. And that's the secondary benefit that they get from not planning. There's a gain in not planning, or they would plan. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and I think when things are simple, you take at least one excuse away. It's complicated as an amazing excuse and justification. But when it's simple, the space for that, the gap to place that, you you basically remove an excuse. That's what planning does. It removes excuses as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. You see where your time's gone. Amazing. I love it, I love it. What else do you need? (laughs) (laughs) And
0: that right right there, mate, is such a... Fucking simple, <laughs> unbelievably powerful question. Yeah. I mean, when, when I first got, uh, I was introduced to you through through Paul Fenby, who's in your yeah. Oh, Fenas, I love it. Uh, Fenas is a killer. And he, I said, it was him I said to him, I said, do you think, do you think Paul will come on a podcast with me? And he went, fucking just ask him, huh? And I was like, oh, I can't, I fucking don't know him. I have never met him or anything.
1: <laughs> and he goes, just fucking ask him. And he said, it's, hey, it's hey, weird. It's not really even me that decides, my wife.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He, gave, he gave Paul gave me a list of questions that you will ask me.
1: Yeah,
0: guaranteed it. He said, "I bet you any money, he asked you these questions, and you fucking did <laughs>
1: straight yeah. away." Brilliant. Yeah. What else? You, listen, what the, else the, it's because I love that question because everyone, because I've coached so many people mm. and because I've done so many sales calls, people will tell you the life story instead of just get to the point. What else do you need?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so last really, thing, really, if someone just, starts going on a
1: story. I mean, what's a question?
0: Yeah. Just yeah. let's
1: just get to the question. You don't need to tell me the backstory. I don't need it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when I'm going in the backstory, I'm going into emotions. Yeah, we could do that. could talk about this shit all oh, fucking day. Yeah,
0: it's me.
1: Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Bro, oh, I've had a blast, by
0: the way. Yeah, yeah. We're in a session yeah. 12 as well. So I'll see you yeah. again in an hour. You will see me again in
1: an hour, mate. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, have a, I'll see you at 12. Listen, fantastic. Thank Adios you. Much. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, mate. Thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Paul Tinker on this Bulletproof podcast. Give us a like, share and a subscribe and we will see you next time.